You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The Bible today, the book of Nahum, Nahum in my Bible is page 952. Some of these small books are difficult to find, and if it's a difficult, just look at the front, the page number. It's uh, Jonah, Micah, Nahum. And I say Jonah because we may get to go back to Jonah if we have time. Uh, Jonah was written about 150 years before Nahum. And it's important that you allow me to, I'll get you, I'll tell you real quickly what my message is about. But then we're going to go back to get some foundation from Jonah and this book. And we'll find out why this book of Nahum is written. And uh, I want to begin uh, by saying that uh, Nineveh is the city of of both books. And and Nineveh was a great city. Nineveh was the largest city in the world for 50 years. It had over one million residents. In fact, Jonah said it took over three days' journey to walk across the city. But God was not pleased with Nineveh. It was an amazing place. Nineveh is located, the ruins are located in Iraq. Much of Bible history is in Iraq. It's been said that it's I don't know how people can prove this. They think the garden, they believe the garden was in Iraq. We do know that Iraq and Turkey and Syria, when we studied the Mount of Olives several months ago, we saw that the the, the Euphrates River runs through all those three countries. And in Iraq, the Tigris River comes through the Tigris and also the the Euphrates comes through um, uh, the the city of Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh is so amazing. Uh, In fact, the Bible declares in Revelation chapter 16 that in the tribulation, the second vile judgment, may have been the first vile judgment, but the first or second vile judgment, God is going to dry up the river Euphrates. Euphrates is that, that river that all the shipping industry comes through that. That's why the Red Sea, Red Sea's in the, in the news this morning again. The Red Sea is so much, uh, so important. As you look at the last day prophecy and, and then the, the, the uh, hijacking of boats yesterday and the, uh, the drones killing people, that's all in prophecy. That's why the Black Sea Russia has invaded Ukraine and Russia wants all of that Black Sea because that Black Sea controls shipping. And so we have Nineveh. It was, a, it was the greatest. It was a wealthy city. They've excavated so much of it and they have artifacts of it. It, it was a huge city where they built a wall all the way around the city. One million people. The wall was 100 feet tall. That's a 10-story building. If you go out here and look at our steeple, the steeple goes up 94 feet. That's nine and a half story building. It's a 10 foot wall. It was so wide that you could put three chariots abreast and have races on top of the wall. Around the wall, 
there were towers. There was 1,500 towers, 1,500 towers that went around that entire city. And that city had towers that went up 200 feet. That's 20-story building. They thought they were safe. But I'm going to tell you something. When the judgment of God comes, you're not safe. You can hide, you can crawl, cry out, rocks fall on us, go to the caves, go to the mountain, do whatever you want to do. But when God's hand of judgment falls, you cannot stop the hand of God. Now, God intervened in Jonah's day. Jonah was given the commission of God. There's four chapters. But in chapter one, as he gave his, God gave his commission, he became a prodigal prophet. He went everywhere opposite. God said, go over here. And he goes, I'm going down. I'm, and he's right, he was going down. He was the prodigal prophet. He wound up in the belly of a fish in chapter two. Not only was he a prodigal prophet, he was a praying prophet. And he prayed that God would get him out of this fish. In chapter three, he became a preaching prophet to the city of Nineveh. And in chapter four, he became a pouting prophet because he didn't like what God did. Hey, we better get on God's page instead of God trying to get on our page. But because he did preach, over 600,000 people came back to God most of the population, and God's hand was taken off. He was not going to judge Nineveh. 150 years later, now God's going to deal with her. And God's going to deal very harshly with Nineveh. Chapter 1 gives God's reason why I'm going to judge you. Chapter 2, where we are today, chapter 2 tells us when God judges I want you to see what takes place. No, we'll go to chapter one, but let's start in chapter two. Now he, the Bible says chapter two, Nahum, he that dasheth in pieces is come up before thy face. You know, armies, you can, you can do what you want, but God, God's in charge of how he's gonna deal with us. Keep the munition, watch the way, make thy loins strong, fortify thy power mightily for the Lord hath turned away the excellency of Jacob and the excellency of Israel for the empty years have emptied them out, marred their vine, uh, vine branches. Here it is, verse three. The shield, you think, well, my shield's gonna protect me, of his mighty man is made red. Shields are not supposed to be red. Shields are bronze, they're brass. They even can be gold. But when they're red, they're tarnished many times with the blood of those uh, that have been slain in battle. And they're red instead of bronze. And the Bible says the valiant men are in scarlet. They're not arrayed in purple or regal colors. And the Bible says the chariots shall be flaming torches. Uh, these, these chariots that, yeah, they run around your walls, but they're going to run around your city and they're going to set on fire the, that entire nation. God's talking to us. And, and, and the, his preparation, the fir trees shall be ter terribly shaken. The chariots shall rage in the street. They shall jostle one against another in the broad ways. What's going on? Chaos. Chaos. They're, 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 they're jocking around the city and they're trying to run here and there and go there and, and judgment is coming. They don't know what's happening. And all of this is God's saying, here's what's happening. They shall seem as torches. They shall run like lightnings. He shall recount, uh, recount his worthies. The worthies were the leaders, the generals, 
the people in charge of that city. He shall re recount his worthies, the big shots. They shall stumble in their walk. They shall make haste to the wall thereof and the defense prepared. The gates of the river shall be opened. The palace shall be dissolved. Why? That water is going to come rushing in and taking that city. The fire all the, and the, the, the judgment that's coming. Look at verse 8. But Nineveh, here's our verse today, is of old like a pool. Wait a minute, stop. A pool of water. A pool of water is like Nineveh, you have all these waterways around there. And now you're a little pool. You're like a little pond. You've depended on the Euphrates. You've depended on the Tigris. You've depended upon all this for your shipping and all your money and all your wealth. And he said, now, now Nineveh, you great and mighty city that for 50 years was the number one city of the world and the population, they built a palace the, the palace, and we, they have drawings. You can go look it up online. You can see the drawings of the, the, the dimensions. Of, was The palace was over 1,500 feet long. A football field is 300. 300 feet. This palace is 15. They, they had palatial rooms, 80 rooms. It was a huge place and fortified near that, that Euphrates River. And the Bible says, now look at you. You're like a little pool of water. And he says, yet they shall flee away. We're getting close to our text. Stand. Stand, shall they cry. But none shall look back. 2023 comes to a close. I want us to, I want to speak for a few moments on looking back. I want to look back on 2023, how we started on a Sunday. You preached on there, forget it. On a Sunday, we end on this Sunday preaching. He said, well, they're not going to look back. Why don't they look back? Because what they see of their great, beautiful Nineveh, it's just a pool. It's nothing compared to what it could have been. Our dear friend, Dr. Clarence, Sexton was ushered into eternity on December the 12th. The same day Dr. C.W. Fisk was ushered into eternity, maybe America's greatest soul winner. May I say this? Those men could look back on their journey, and both of them would have been faithful to our Lord. I believe you could hear words like, well done. I want you to look back. What do you see? Last January, some of you started the year in jail. I was passing a track, the fellow with my wife, and she heard him say it. He, he, I said, I, I came on the bus, and he goes, this last year I got out of prison, and this company gave me a job. I love my job, and I'm going to do my best at this job because I start the year in jail, and I'm out of jail now. I'm out of prison. Some of you started in jail. God bless you. There's something about you in this room. You have character because you may have started in jail, but look where you're winding up. Some of you started backsliding, but now you're right with God. 
Some of you start the year unsaved, but look where you are now. Some of you had, have had strokes and heart attacks and this and that, but look where, you are. Look where God's brought you. Some have been bankrupt, but look where God's brought you. You're still alive. You're still here. You know, in the Bible, we're told sometimes not to look back. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, no man looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And here's this guy, that boy that was called to preach and serve God. And, and he said, I'm going to go bury my dad. His dad was still alive. He said, in other words, I got other things to do. I'll serve you later. God said, don't you look back. I'm pressing on the upward way. Don't look back. Lot's wife, don't you look back. And she became a pillar of salt because she looked. She was longing for what she lost in the city of Sodom. But may I remind you, much of the Bible says to look back. You look back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You look back to the law. You look back to the worship. You look back to the, the Bible. You look back to Genesis. You look all the way through. There's always a looking back. You look through history. One thing we failed to learn from history is to learn from history. So God tells us to look back and I want to get to that subject, but I want to take you to chapter one first. Look, look how God felt about the situation. I gave you grace 150 years ago with Jonah. He didn't want to preach to you Ninevites. But I want to tell you what I see as I look at Nineveh. Look at chapter 1, verse 1. Here's what I see about you people. The burden of Nineveh. Burden just uh, simply means the heavy, weighty uh, message that God is going to deliver through Nahum. God is jealous. We, we use jealous in a different term, but it's just, it, the word is angry. The thought is angry. God's angry. He's jealous. I don't want to be on the side where God's angry with me. I want to be on the side that my life would please the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I know my own life, how weak and how frail it is. But God's angry, the Lord. And watch these words. Watch these words in verse 2. Revengeth the Lord. And he says it again, revengeth. Look at this word. And is furious. Revenge, revenge, furious. And the Lord will take vengeance. Revenge, revenge, furious. Vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth, here's this word, wrath for his enemies. Why? He said, I'm going to deal with you. Now, I've been slow. The Lord is slow to anger and great power, but not, but will not at all acquit the wicked. He said, I've been slow with you. I've waited 150 years. Remember you got right under the preaching of Jonah for a season? You got right for a season. But now look at you. You're wicked. And he says, the Lord hath his way and the whirlwind and the storm. And the clouds and the dust at his feet, he rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry. I believe that's referring back, yes, to Moses' day, but I believe it's also looking forward, frontward, because you're, you're dependent on your Euphrates. 
and I'm going to dry up your Euphrates. And by the way, it's prophetic that it's going to dry it up in Revelation 16. God, God's not asleep in heaven like an old man on a rocking chair the long white beard barely can get around. God sees all that's happening. Amen. Hey, Jack, Trevor, are you listening? God sees you, son. God sees this pastor. God knows my heart. God knows your heart. And, and he said, I, 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 I'm, I've been slow. He rebuketh the sea. He maketh it dry. He drieth up the rivers. The mountains quake at him and the hills melt. The earth is burned at his presence. The, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? God's not happy. And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury, fury is poured out like fire and the rocks are thrown down. But don't forget, the Lord is good. Say that together, ready? The Lord is good. Say it again, please. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knoweth them that trust in him. That's on me. Pastor, it's on me. I have, to, I have to put my trust, my faith, my confidence in God. Well, and this, I don't have this, but I have this great brain. That brain could be gone tomorrow. God could burn that thing up. Meningitis does that. My twin sister got meningitis. That's the thing they feared the most because the the, the, the meningitis the, 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 as a child, and, and sure enough, she had already been walking and talking, and, and when that meningitis hit, about two years of age, she didn't know how to walk anymore. Had to learn everything over again. My, my position, I am to trust in the Lord at all times. Amen. That's my job. I'm not to complain. I'm not to gripe. I'm not to go to the internet and bash everybody. I'm to put, my, my relationship with God is more important than my relationship with everyone else. If, if I'm right with God, this would be okay. Now, you may not like me. That's on you. That's not on me. The Bible says, the Bible says in verse number eight, with an overrunning flood will he make an utter end of the place thereof and darkness shall pursue his enemies. He said, You're, you have affliction, verse nine. You're drunken like drunkards shall be devoured. He said, there's, well, there's one that come out, out of thee that imagineth evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. That's a whole entire another message. Watch what you listen to. Thus saith the Lord, though they be quiet, likewise many, yet they shall be cut down. I will afflict thee no more, for I will break the yoke from all upon thee and burst thy bonds asunder. And the Lord hath given a commandment concerning that there be no more name sown in the house of thy gods. Will I cut off the graven image and the molten image, and I'll make a grave, for thou art vile. He says in chapter 3, verse number 1, Woe to that bloody city. It's full of lies, robbery, the noise. And in the midst of all this, God says, look back. Look, get your kids to look at this. Get your mates to look at this. Number one city in the world. Commerce, wealth, shipping, fortification. Look at it. It's like a little pool. Look at it. Get your kids to look at it. Take, 
take a good look at it. Look what he says in verse number. But none looked back. Why? That's where their heart was. That's where their treasure was. They didn't want to see the ruin of their treasure. Where's your heart? Is it investments? Is it houses and lands? I'm not saying you can't have them. Is it in, a, in money? Is it in smarts and degrees and intelligence? Is it your success? How you moved up the ladder and thank God for all those things that God does. His grace, His mercy, they sang about it today. Friend, if that's all taken from you, are you still going to trust in God? I look back on 2023 and I am so very thankful for God's people. I hope as we look from January 1st Sunday to December 31st Sunday, 365 days, I hope you see and I think most of you would see righteousness in your life and holiness and godliness and service. Attentive to God's house. What do you see? I've weighed this if I should say this. Since last night about 7 o'clock, I was working with my prayer journal upstairs in the office, upstairs at the house. Just reviewing my prayer journal for the year. And I got to a page which is about four or five columns of the people I love that are called backslidden. That's the page my son-in-law knows that he has to destroy that. If I die today, he's, he has to go to my journal. I don't care if people, my wife sees the rest. I don't want anybody to see that page. He has to shred it immediately. My job is to pray for those that are away from God. I thought it would just be one column. Probably about 30 names on a column. There's about, there's, about, there's about five columns now. Last night, in some cases it's been a year and some it's been two. Sometimes it's leadership people. I just could not put, I could not put their name on that list. It's like my dad. I still have my dad's cell phone. It doesn't even work on my phone. I just can't wipe it out. I can't take away Bobby Robertson's cell phone number. I think it may still work. Some of you must have, but I, I, I can't remove his name. I can't remove Brother Clarence Sexton's name. There are members of our church that have passed away. I, I keep them there, sometimes praying for their parents. I can't, I can't. It's a hard, difficult thing for me to remove somebody's name, even though they passed away. But I'll tell you what, I have the hardest time adding names. I didn't add any all year. I've been waiting. He said, oh, God, please turn them around. I don't want to put their name on that list. 
But when I see people at one time love God and faithful to God and love the things of God and, and, and love prayer meetings, I love soul winning, or, 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 or got close to the gospel and could weep or cry or lift a hand or be involved. And now they don't. I, I was talking to Clarence Sexton, the third time I brought his name up, about three, four, five years ago. We were talking. He said, Brother Trevor, when I came to this church, if a person with leadership would move, miss one Sunday a year, we, we think it's okay. You get to deserve a vacation or maybe two. But you know, in his words, if I could get even good people only missing half the summers of the, the Sundays in summer, if I could only get, they just only miss half of them. Hey, we got some type of folks in leadership here. God bless you. Greatest church in all the world. You don't come to church. Now, I know right now I'm speaking to the choir. You're here. It's an amazing thing how much church we miss. But your trio sings so much the more. As you see the day approaching, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together. Amen. As the manner of some is. If you can't come to church and go on the list, I'm not talking if you have, I talked to, I told Brother Miller this morning, I had him on my heart early this morning, he and Debbie, and they're always here. But Debbie's health has not been where it's, a lot of times I tell her, you should just stay home. I think your doctor would rather have you stay home. They drive a long distance. They wrote me a letter a few weeks ago, and I, I, I just can't get it off my mind how they love this church and love their pastor and love the things of God. And I told them to say, if you're not well, or if you're, if you're susceptible, just stay home. So we're not going to do that. If we can get to church, we're getting to church. Amen. Guess what? You're not on the list. It was so hard for me to add about 40 more names last night. Because when someone gets away from God, I'm still their shepherd. I have so many on there. I put their name on there, but last night, this one moved away. This one, and, and I, I've been some for weeks, for months, for a year, two years, more. I, I finally put a name, a, a line through the name. They moved on. They're somewhere else in America. They're part of another church, a pastor. He's there in that sheepfold. But I still keep the name so I could read it. I don't white it out. I put the name so I could still read it. Because from some time to time, I just may want to pray for them. I don't want to be on my own backslidden list. I don't want you on that list. And it's so easy because if we're not careful, the things of this world begin to attract us. My, my Nineveh is sound and strong, but your Nineveh, there's no strength in Nineveh. It becomes like a little pool. Look at the scripture. She's empty, verse 10. Verse 9 says, take the spoil, the silver, take this gold. There's none end of the store of the glory out of all the pleasant furniture. You're going to carry all this stuff with you, but I want to remind you, God says she's empty. Void and waste and the heart melteth. He 
Because verse 13, God says, I'm against thee. I will burn her chariots with smoke and the sword devour the young lions and I will cut off the prey from the earth. Her voice shall be no messengers, no more heard. Today I, I leave on a Sunday morning this, this little thought where he says, look back, but people said I can't. You get away from God, look back to where you were and get back in. Uh, you, you once had this and had this and did this and you look back and say, I lost it all. I lost it all through my own stupidity, my own foolishness, my own sin. You look back, but you know what? I have, I have a great respect for someone that looked back and said, I lost it all, but from this day forward, I'm going to keep looking forward. Amen. I, I've been singing all week knowing I'm going this text. Looking back through the years, the heartaches and tears, the Lord has never once let me down, though I don't understand. I won't trust in his hand. He said his grace would abound. No need to doubt it now. Here's what I'm asking you to do this afternoon if you have time. Look back over 2023. Look back at your expenditures. Look back at... It's an amazing thing. We've been talking about this a lot at home, my wife and I. It's an amazing thing how people are so casual with the house of God. How, how so many of our dear preachers all over the country are canceling church for everything. No Sunday night, no Wednesday night. We'll miss this week. We're back next week. No. Do you know what God must feel like on a Sunday night when he drives by tonight? That sounds sacrilegious, I don't mean that, be irreverent. But when God looks down and he looks down at buildings that are worth 500,000, a million, five million, whatever, and he sees all the lights are off on the inside, but the parking lights are on to secure the property. Don't touch our belongings. Well, turn the lights on inside and go sing, there is a fountain filled with blood. Amen. Blessed assurance, Jesus. Churches all over America, 385,000 are going to be uh, in our country. Churches, most are going to be closed tonight. You know what Nineveh reminds me of? America. The country with the greatest churches in all the world. And now most of them are closed. We'll do the one and done thing. I've actually heard of churches that closed down on Christmas all day. The birth of the Savior, we recognize. Didn't want to interrupt the family. Football teams didn't close down. I want to look back. I've been looking back. Once you look back long enough, mark your joys, mark your failures, disappointments, look ahead. I am so excited about 2024. Father, I love these people so much. I believe I was right in telling them there's a backsliding list. Putting those names, sometimes couples, 
sometimes in leadership, sometimes we're teaching others, but we're teaching more by example than our words. We become so casual with you. There's so many things that can take us away from you, and we're, we're for all these things to a degree. Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Legoland, Great America, the snow, water skiing, mountains. And I'm so grateful when people can do that. But it seems like we want to pile it all in the year, all these events, every year. So careless with the house of God. These people came to the point they didn't want to look back, did not. God said, go ahead and look. It's a pool there. There's nothing left. Our heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. You're a Christian. You say, Pastor, I'm looking back. I see a lot of things in my life this year that I, 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 I don't want them there. They're there, though. And I just want you to know I acknowledge it today. I acknowledge it. I, I've wasted some days. I've wasted some prayer time, Bible time, some soul winning time, some sacrifice time. I've wasted caring for widows and, and, and seeing children, fatherless children. I've wasted it. Pray for me. Pray for me, please. Let your hands go up all over the house. All, God bless you. That's why you're a great church. You may put them down. You know what, folks? My hand's with you. I've really tried to work hard this year. We've tried to give very liberally this year. And I guess I, I made you admit something that I look at you, you're just, you're amazing. Any pastor in America would pastor any one of you, would, it'd be such a thrill. It is a thrill for me, you're the best. But see, I've, I've got to make some decisions for 2024. I'm going to do it right now. In this auditorium on Sunday morning, December 31st, 2023, I think you ought to put in your Bible this afternoon that this was the day you decided. I want 2024 to account for God more than ever. I imagine that's so general that every hand would go up, but just pray for me, Pastor. Let God see your hand. Let me see it if I can. Would you put your hands up everywhere? Everywhere. That's me too. I want to do more for you. And I want to try to rally my pastors that are here to do more for you than ever before. And our school teachers and our professors and the staff. I, we, want, we want to give to the people of God. Help the people of God. Pray for the people of God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.